Welcome to Take a Walk, a podcast that happens outside, with your host, Vanessa Gritton. You guys are listening to Take a Walk Podcast. I'm still not good at intros, but I'm getting better. Uh, this is the second episode of our murder map crossover walk because I love too many concepts. And I'm really excited about today's guest. They're two of my favorite people, and I'm so excited for you guys to learn about them too. And that's the LA Meekly boys, Greg Gonzalez and Daniel Zaney. <laughs> the podcast <laughs> listeners don't know that name. <laughs> Saffron. Almost. Saffron. I know it's, it's Saffron. Like I just spice. I just wanted yeah. to make sure it wasn't like a pseudonym and I would just I, I wanted you to walk me to it. <laughs> I'm like Louis C.K. <laughs> <laughs> it's not his real last name unless you mispronounce it first. Yeah. That is half the way to get there. See, that's what I do whenever I don't know if somebody has a name that they prefer. I just intentionally do the wrong one a few times so they walk me to it yeah. so I don't actually say like a name maybe they don't want. <laughs> How hard will you slap my hand when I do it? <laughs> and that's the question. Yeah. I, I need... I need a little, I need a little wrist slap. Yeah. So these are the LA Meekly guys. If you guys want to tell uh, me a little bit about what LA Meekly is, because you guys are new to the listeners. Sure. Uh, we have an LA history podcast where me and Daniel will take a subject and kind of break it down. Daniel Saffron. Yeah, Daniel, that's the guy. Yeah, Daniel <laughs> Saffron. My favorite podcast. <laughs> and we'll uh, Just tend a to like hint to Saffron, <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of Saffron. <laughs> So we'll take a subject, let's say, like bank robberies or foods that were created in L.A. or whatever, and mm. we'll kind of break it up between him and I, and then we'll just tell each other the stories that we've learned. And we're always looking for like little weird stories that we learn. Oh, yeah. That's usually what our podcast is about. We've been doing it for about four years now, four almost years. 50 episodes. Yep. yep. And Cover. they're fantastic, and I adore you both, and I could not think of a better <laughs> yep. uh, duo <laughs> for such a concept. Uh, so yesterday... Uh, but to the listeners, a week ago, mm -hmm. we talked about the Elisa Lamb right. and everything spooky around the CISO yeah. Hotel and how truly Scooby-Doo everything is. <laughs> uh, and we talked about the Sharon Tate cases. Right. What are the ones you brought to the table today? Today we're bringing, uh, I think, four of them. We're talking about uh, William Hickman, uh, also mm -hmm. known as The Fox, who is a little known... Uh, a little known crime in LA, but it was at the time the crime of the century. But that was happening like every five years or so. <laughs> the uh, crime of the century. Crime of the century, yeah. Um, we're talking about Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. Uh, we're the talking, sexiest of the four. He, <laughs> ugh, that that <laughs> job. Those teeth. Oh, God. All four of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're talking about uh, Angelo Bono and Kenneth Bianchi, the Hillside Stranglers. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk about the murder house because you've been there and i've just we i've passed by a couple times today we went to take a picture of I've it got such a history with that place it's spooky. oh boy it's spooky i like that yeah. place the windows were broken when we drove up today and we're like oh that's one spooky. of them was even open like the yeah. top balcony door was like open yeah well yeah because everybody tries to yeah, try that place well because i on two different occasions tried to break into the murder house because mm -hmm. the first time i heard about it was actually from adam on the yeah. network and he had recorded something outside of it and i was oh, like really? cool i want to go inside <laughs> <laughs> I want to commit a crime there <laughs> immediately, because uh, I like trespassed at the um, sunken city before. Mm. Oh, right. uh, it's and it's a very like soft trespassing. Like yeah. if you just tell them like I'm foreign Basic. and I don't know. Yeah, it's I don't almost know. the beach. Isn't it? <laughs> it's basically the beach, but yeah. we're like dreams slid yeah. into the city. <laughs> but uh, the first time I went to the murder mansion, I got kind of spooked a little bit mm -hmm. and I scurried away. And then the second time, I was like, I'm gonna get into that house. Yeah. And I didn't read on. A forum, I later saw this, that they're like, oh, by the way, the house is like equipped with an ADT sensor on every window <laughs> by the person that currently owns it. Yeah. And so I'd pop the screen off the window, 
uh, and I managed to get into the kitchen and it was cool because you can see like a can of Comet on the kitchen oh, and like so some cool. of the older cleaning products yeah. and the original packaging. And then I like kind of pushed the window and then the alarm went off and I ran away yeah. and then a sweaty Uber driver, I mean, I was sweaty, an Uber driver <laughs> who's wondering why I looked so panicked. Took me home. <laughs> I thought the Uber driver was what's called when the alarm goes off. <laughs> <laughs> we can't get there, send Uber. <laughs> quicker. There's no cops anymore. It's just a guy named Ted whose dreams have died. <laughs> the Uber police. <laughs> <laughs> so... It's not a very well-known case unless you live in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. What happened at the murder mansion? In the 50s, near Christmas, there was a doctor. He was like a a city doctor or something like that. He was like a dentist. Oh, was he a dentist? He was on the the city dentist. (laughs) (laughs) He was on the board of health, I think, or something like that. Mm -hmm. But he was like a bigwig. He uh, woke up about four in the morning and he uh, beat his wife to death with a ball peen hammer. And then he uh, went to attack his daughter, and he hit him. He hit her a couple times, and then she like I don't know if she fought him off or she was just screaming, but she managed to run away. And then mm-hmm. the younger kids uh, came up to him, and they're like, "Dad, what's going on?" He's like, "You're having a nightmare." <laughs> and then he swallowed a bunch of pills and died. Uh, and then the daughter ran down the hill uh, and picked up some help. She got an Uber. Yeah, she got an Uber. <laughs> yeah, Uber so, driver showed up. <laughs> that's the initial crime. It's in the fifties, and then someone buys the house after that, but they don't do anything with it, so it just preserved the way it is. I yeah. think it, I think they said like. There was a new buyer maybe in like the 70s or 80s, but they just sort of left everything. So it's this house that's perfectly preserved. And it's really interesting because people who liked it, like me, uh, probably you too, who like to go to like these crime, these old crime homes, crime homes, Jesus, <laughs> these houses where murders and stuff like that have happened. It's kind of just like the see if, see if you could feel like remnants of it, but it's it's usually nothing like that. But that's perfectly preserved. It's it a is. time capsule. Yeah, exactly. Like from what I even saw in the kitchen, all of the cleaning products were still the ones used yeah. Yeah. that morning beforehand. Yeah. And I guess some people have even managed to get photos of the living room. You mm-hmm. can still see a Christmas tree yeah. up and presents open around it. Yeah. Isn't they, so- they left it pretty much untouched. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, up until recently, somebody bought it and I think they're planning to do something with it, but I, I'm sure it's still the way it was before. I think they're going to scrap it out and sell it. That hurts my feelings. I know, oh, man. Uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's really like almost the most quintessential of those murder houses, just because it just it's if you go up, you could probably still feel that weird that weird yeah, heat it, you get when it, you go to a murder. Like houses. you were saying, you've uh, seen other murder places, but this one is actually like we went to the. Uh, Which one? Uh, the main Manson murder house on Halloween. Oh yeah, we and went that was through. scary because it was so dark. But yeah. this place like looked scary but that's, during the day. That's it's a, a house on a hill. It's yeah. already terrifying. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> but that's the thing with uh, Sharon Tate's house. I believe they like changed the numbers and knocked half of it down or something crazy. Yeah. Like they it's re- almost completely down. Yeah, they they're really trying to scrap that. But like you still, everyone still knows what happened on Cielo Drive. That's like what's that's big to me imagine living next door to that house and it's just kind of like who's your neighbors and it's like well on the left we have the wilson's they have two lovely sons that play little league and on the right we have a christmas tree where an entire family's year of joy still sits underneath it they're not very friendly <laughs> they're not friendly and also sometimes you can hear a little girl's cries at night <laughs> And it's right underneath the what the Ennis house the Ennis also. house where they supposedly saw the one of the last times supposedly they saw the Black Dolly, which I don't know if that's true or not. Every popular destination in all of Los Angeles, everyone thinks the Black Dolly yeah, was last yeah. seen there. They thought they saw her at the Cecil. Mm-hmm. The Biltmore was a place where they thought yep. they saw her too. Yeah, it's... I saw her at this murder house. <laughs> she's wandering around. Yeah, yeah, she's back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she's that girl where something bad happened to you in high school, and you're just kind of like she like confided in me right before. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
Yeah, that, that's a that's a really cool one to me. That was one that I discovered really late too. Once we started the mm-hmm. podcast, my brother's like, "Well, you know about the murder house, right?" And I had like, as we started this podcast, people will just come up and tell us <laughs> weird stuff that we never heard of because we're still learning a lot. Like, we don't yeah. know everything about LA. We're still learning as we go Speak along. For yourself. <laughs> Damn it. Well, um, it's one of those that just like make you want to trespass. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of old LA landmarks, mm-hmm. they're kind, they make you yeah. want to be the Scooby gang. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and you want to, you're like, I want to be the one that breaks in and sees it, yeah. like the Sunken City or mm-hmm. the Abandoned Zoo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, we, um, I grew up near uh, one of them, which my parents pretend like they're not into true crime and stuff but they're both so good at like well that's that's where someone died like my mom like after <laughs> phil hartman died had a drive by his house like she has that thing where she has to see where like stuff <laughs> happened i grew up right behind you know that i live like on uh in echo park the right steepest b- hill in the whole the, wide world yeah mm-hmm. that's the one yeah that's where um the hillside stranglers dump one of their bodies really on, yeah, in between the two hills one of them there's like right in the middle i think maybe they're 11th of 13 victims they left Kimberly Martin on the slope of the hill. And that's a big one because that was apparently the big fuck you to LAPD because it was within eyeshot of City Hall. Yep. And they left her on the mountainside, kind of like splayed out. Uh, yeah, that was something. So every time we're going down Baxter, one of them would be like, Hillside Triangle left the body. And like, yeah, we know. Yeah, we got it already. <laughs> it's funny every time somebody lives in a city where a big murder happened, yeah. like that comes before the, their biggest export. Exactly, Like yeah. before it's like, we're known for potatoes. It's just <laughs> kind of like, oh, over on that corner was when that school burnt down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what do you think it is about Los Angeles where just about everybody knows where every crime or tragedy happened in this city? Like we're all so well-versed yeah, about it. I don't, you know, it's pretty, re- a lot of it's really recent. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's because uh, there's, people say there's not a, a lot of history no, in LA. So maybe. maybe it's like, well, we have murders everywhere. Yeah. It's almost, there's so many little neighborhoods that I feel like if something happens in a small neighborhood, it's like kind of hyped up and it kind of just spreads from there yeah. maybe. Uh, I don't really know. I don't know what it is. I think there's a lot of different kinds of crimes, too, that really capture people's imagination. Well, that and I also think a big part of it is that uh, Los Angeles now is just kind of like, we're all gluten free and we do yoga and we're done. And there's a part of us that's still like, do you not remember 20 (laughs) years ago how seedy we were or even further back and how that whole gangster squad thing started with us? We're we're like an aging gangster. (laughs) Yeah. Where it's like, I might push a stroller now, but yeah. I used to sell stuff. <laughs> we kind of want to remind people of that. Yeah. 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 Uh, even recently with the Grim Sleeper and everything, that's kind of off topic. But that is something that like, wow, there's like glitz and glamour of like the, you know, the, the, the early 2000s or whatever. There was this guy who was going around and killing sex workers and stuff like that. Like it's always sort of in the underbelly. And same thing in the 70s. Everything in the 70s in LA was supposed to be like roller skates and the, and surfing, but also like these guys were going around and killing everybody. <laughs> well, yeah, 70s LA was like my favorite time mm-hmm. for putting forward a smiling face, but everything behind it is terrifying. Yeah, Because yeah. it was uh, right when there was that big catalytic converter mm-hmm. debate and we had a lot of that LA smog. Yeah, and you see it in all those movies where everything's just brown. <laughs> where everything's brown. Yeah. Uh, it was like the height of maybe some of the skeevier, less legal porn making. Mm-hmm, that's right. That was when you had a lot of those bell-bottom murderers running yeah. around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sunset Trip was at its, like the height of like all that stuff. Like... All those rock bands, like the Doors, were getting. Well, I don't know if the Doors were, but like Sunset Trip was doing its thing while the punk scene was growing, like to me, two miles down there. Mm-hmm. Like all this stuff. Yeah, you're right. Like there was this kind of vibrations happening yeah. at that time. Yeah, everything was kind of meeting in the middle, or mm-hmm. it was like we're great. Everything's glitzy. Yeah. Holy shit! There's so much going on <laughs> under the table, and that's when it all started to seep out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What would you say were like? the bigger cases of the 70s that just rocked Los Angeles. I think that the Hillside Stranger was huge mm-hmm. because 
that was a time where everyone, it felt like a lot of people were still like kind of, I don't it was like the end of the hitchhiking era. So people mm-hmm. were just kind of out in the streets. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. And that's how they were picking. That's back when we still trusted everyone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and they were posing as cops and they were just driving around and picking up girls mm-hmm. or luring people around. And, you know, you still talk to people, you know, that generation's not dead yet. Like they'll still talk about like, yeah. Like Some we, of them are. <laughs> God the, damn it. The ones we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're, the shop. Their whole MO, not the whole MO, but they would pick people up. Uh, Angela Bono had a um, auto body shop and upholstery shop near the Americana on Colorado by uh, Brand. And they would take girls there and torture and kill them and stuff. Um, my mom would was on a softball team and there was a batting cage across the street. And she was like a young girl was hanging around that area where they were killing people. And they picked up people from the Rock Plaza, which is down Colorado. Like people were walking around and they're just kind of doing it in plain sight. And, and that's like one of the richest areas I can think of. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Yeah, and it's... It's yeah, it's really odd. Yeah, that, that's another thing about LA crime is that a lot of it is happening in the Hollywood Hills or like these really beautiful places, mm-hmm. but they still like it's really skeezy crimes. Oh, the Mansons too. How well, could I forget also, the Mansons? Come on. Well, the the scary thing about the Mansons and even the the the, the one, Stranglers. Well, the the uh, the Hammer one, whatever. <laughs> the Perelson. Uh, it's because it's not like you know it's at the Cecil Hotel where like it's a bunch of people there. It's like you know a suburb. It's like a yeah. little house on a quiet street, and yeah. then this horrific thing comes swooping in yeah. at night. Yeah. yeah, that's what scares me. Do you feel like people think about it as like an attack on nuclear families and suburbia? Mm-hmm. And it was like one of the first times you were, we felt rattled. Yeah. 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 It was suburban crime in a way. Are well, we talking about the Manson one or the Hillside Well, crime? just in general, like in the general. Manson and the Los Feliz stuff yeah. and the Hillside Strangler. Yeah. Uh, the got boys have bangs murders. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. I, I mean, it, you're talking about like the Sunset Strip stuff and all that. Mm-hmm. The the hippiness, like the hippie and punk movement, is almost like tied in. Like you know, Man- the Manson was almost in the Monkeys or whatever. Yeah, it, like it's all tied in together of like the flip side of weird anti-establishment mm-hmm. hippie stuff, where it's pushed too far and yeah. it's just taking too much acid and yes. it's just messed up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, there's something really weird about that they grew in the same era as each other. And they were, I mean, even Manson would go around and pick up girls too. It was, it, it's, I don't know what it is. Yeah. I always love whenever I see tourists come here, they want to go straight for the seedy. Yeah. Like yeah. they're always on the strip, but they're just kind of like, I want to know where Marilyn Monroe died. <laughs> yeah. And I almost wonder why that's appealing to like someone know. from the Midwest where it's like, I want to take photos where, je- where the, the, the river show. I don't, I actually don't know anything about i just know something happened at the viper room uh, oh river phoenix, river phoenix overdosed on it right out front a river ran through the viper room i heard something, something happened that was me giving away how little i knew about that <laughs> river phoenix died and greg cried for a really long time <laughs> so how long did the hillside stranger actually like stranger how long Stranglers. were they strangling <laughs> like uh, how many what was his scope? How uh, long did he elude? Thirteen police? victims between the end of seventy seven to midway through seventy eight, and they stopped because they committed. They they got like a really sloppy crime under their belt, and they're sort of mm. like, "Well, we can't do this anymore." They didn't want to work together anymore. And then they, uh, one of them, Kenneth Bianchi, moved to I believe Washington, and then he tried to kill two girls. Well, he did kill two girls, but he was just sloppy by himself, and he got caught. And then he ended up giving his cousin away, who was his other is killing a. Um, he was the partner. oats in that operation. <laughs> yeah, and he needed a haul. He needed a haul real bad. <laughs> a haul so that the blood could flow out easier. <laughs> so they were running. They ran about the same. It's kind of weird. There's a lot of weird parallels between the Hillside Stranglers and Night Sucker 
hit in the 80s, like 84 to 85. They ran, I feel like, about the same time. They killed mm-hmm. about the same amount of people. They they had different MOs because the Stranglers would pick up girls and take them somewhere. The Night Stalker would break into homes mm-hmm. and kill people. Um, and they did it in like the worst summer of the 80s. <laughs> probably like the probably the hottest year in LA, maybe. I remember reading that somewhere. <laughs> so people has had their windows open. But he was also just, uh, I mean, if he's great at anything, it was prowling and getting into <laughs> homes. That was his like, that was his jam. As soon as you said if he was great at anything and prowling and getting into homes, I just kind of like had this burst through my head where I was like, what was I doing trying to break into a house? (laughs) (laughs) Why did I think there'd be no consequences? I think she's the night star. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Have you guys ever taken like a ghost tour or anything like that? Yeah. Where where was it? Uh, I took a ghost store, a ghost store, a ghost <laughs> tour in Albuquerque of Old Town Albuquerque, mm-hmm. and I took pictures, and I found like oh, yeah. I p- took pictures of a balcony where they said like yeah we see this you know she like worked in a brothel and mm-hmm. she comes out all the time and I took pictures mm-hmm. uh, on my camera on my phone and then my girlfriend and sister took pictures and there's like orbs floating right yeah. in the spot they're talking about and I sent <gasps> That's it crazy. to the people yeah. yeah they still said like no nah, we need more proof. <laughs> More proof talk. than orbs exactly where you told me. <laughs> yeah, on four different cameras. <laughs> Did you guys, I mean, obviously this was a night. I've never been on yeah, a ghost a tour. I've always wanted to. It's really fun. Go to Albuquerque, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been looking for some to do in LA and I can't find just, I don't know, like There's, a walking tour. They have like the Esoteric stuff. But, yeah, Esoteric but has really, really good tours. Stuff. I did the Raymond Chandler one, but I haven't taken one of their... What's the Raymond Chandler one? Uh, this Raymond Chandler tour around LA that this uh, historical group called the uh, Esoteric gives. Mm-hmm. So they like rent out a bus and take you on a tour and stuff. And it's pretty cool. It's kind of pricey. Um, but they, yeah, they, I saw I did the Raymond Chandler tour. And there's one that goes through like uh, East LA or like the east part of town. That covers Richard Ramirez and some of the crimes on that. Well, they have a Black Dahlia tour. Yeah, they have, but it's not a ghost tour. Yeah, like like, the ghost tour. The big one I hear in LA is the Queen Mary. I hear that's uh, a really good ghost. tour. I did that one. You did? Did Yeah. How was it? Uh, I hate that I legit got spooked. No, Uh, because I I almost never. Because the thing is, I didn't think it was a ghost tour. Because just now I was like, I've never been on a ghost tour. I'm like, wait, yes, I have. Yeah, just not Los Angeles. Uh, cause I've been on like the regular Queen yeah. Mary tour where yeah. they're at one point they're just like, and the engine room is haunted. Yeah. <laughs> and then I kind of got tricked into taking the ghost tour. Tricked by uh, ghost? <laughs> they lured me. To, a friend was just kind of like, we're just going to have dinner near the Queen Mary. And then we're just pulling in. I was just like, oh, you're taking me on a ghost tour. I hate you. Uh, just cause I've mentioned this before, but like Latino families are especially wigged out by that kind of thing. Yeah. So I was, I was raised to be like, don't fuck with that. <laughs> and, uh, every time my whole childhood, cause I grew up in orange County, people mm. have been saying like, it's the engine room. It's the engine room. Yeah. The engine room is where this stuff happened. And while we're in the engine room, uh, I remember like sliding my hand down a railing cause it was just kind of, it was like a narrow railing over just a vast emptiness of you'll fall into everything oh kind of thing. And as I'm like sliding my hand down a railing, I get like weirded out because just one section of the railing is like freezing cold. Oh, weird. And like I kept just touching at it. I'm like, maybe it's like in my head. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's under a vent. It's clearly under a vent. Yeah. And then it just stops being cold. I'm uh, like, bye forever. Uh, I'm going to go home. <laughs> I'm going to go home saying that it's because you were touching it so much that it stopped being cold. <laughs> maybe it just warmed it up yeah. really fast. <laughs> or you absorbed the ghost. <laughs> and like to everyone else, it just looked like a woman that just kept tapping a railing <laughs> and, freaking out. and getting more and more panicked. <laughs> and it's like, do you know the chaos that's happening inside of me right now? <laughs> I've always wanted to take one of the LA ones, but the walking yeah. ones, just because I fuck it. I don't know if I'm. I hate bus tours. Yeah, I really hate bus Why? tours. I hate bus tours because you can't 
feel the energy of a city through a dirty yeah. window. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Like, yeah, you cover a little bit more ground, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe you can see a little bit more from far away as opposed to you're opposed to walking, but yeah. you don't really get a feel for like the sights and the smells and the sound and just the general vibrations of yeah. a city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I totally and agree. when you're on a bus, everybody's kind of distracted, <laughs> and you're just kind of like glancing to your left and right, and you miss it very quickly. Yeah. And I feel like a bus tour just kind of robs you of time that could be better spent on a walking tour. Yeah, yeah. yeah I can't t- think of any haunted LA walk because I was looking for stuff after Albuquerque because I was like, yeah. oh, that was you fun. Gotta, you got to fix it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm a junkie. <laughs> uh, I, I, I well, and you're with a group, so you feel it. safe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But they're all cowards. Huh? <laughs> I can't rely on them. I, those tours sound fun, but I'd rather have a list of all everything on there. I could look up the history myself, and I'd rather go myself because I don't want to be around a lot of people taking pictures and kind of making fun. Like I kind of want to feel like gross and weird and like i, I want too scary <laughs> like i want to go to the roosevelt but i want to go by myself and like get a room and just like feel it like i don't want to go i went there for a party get a room and feel it perfect <laughs> <laughs> i went to the roosevelt for a holiday party at work and Ooh. it was the most decadent thing i'd ever been to rooftop? uh not rooftop but the entire bottom floor oh. Uh, so we got like a dueling piano room and like another room for dancing and like four different buffets and a bunch of other stuff. And I got the drunkest, second drunkest I've ever been in my entire (laughs) life. Uh, but it was really cool because the entire time in your head, you're just thinking about like the sheer amount of history that you're standing yeah, underneath. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, I'm eating a creme brulee bagel, I mean, creme brulee donut. Bagel sounds Write that down. I didn't want to like that. You hit his Jewish side hard right now. <laughs> no, it's like creme brulee. I'm Jewish. <laughs> don't you know we all love French custard? <laughs> You don't know that stereotype? We we went on that walking tour of uh, the Cecil. Yeah. We well, did. It was, you did? Like, it, mm-hmm. it was because they, they were, were having a council meeting to decide whether it should get historic status. And then mm-hmm. as part of it, they took us, like all, us and the council members, like to the Cecil to walk around. To sh- and they showed us the 13th, the 13th floor. No, get to the elevator later. Go ahead. We, we, they showed us the 13th floor, which is where Richard Ramirez and like, uh, I think not, Jack Winter Vega also. Maybe, yeah, yeah we mentioned that in the last yeah. episode. They were yeah. there for like a few months each. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, of course they were on the 13th floor. What the <laughs> fuck? I know, I know. Some guy later went on one of our social media accounts like, they didn't stay there, but I don't know. So that's what the Esoteric guy said. Oh, that was yeah, the Esoteric people yeah. were there and they pointed out the room to us yeah. of where they were staying. And there was like tape on the door, you know, like uh, James Bond does, like to make yeah. sure no one's broken into his room. There was tape on the doors. It's a, it's an, un- and we went there today and they're closed. Yeah. Like we uh, can't, uh, like I don't barred. know. Like the, like there's no staff there. Well, yeah, because they tried to make it stay on Maine and then I guess right now now well it was it was still like a like a european sort of hostile hostile sort of thing but it was co-ed yeah but now it's closed like a few months ago we went there yeah. and we took pictures but it's closed now and we can't figure out why that is i can't i've been I, i've been digging for information behind it just because that's the one that's the most ripe for making money if they just stop trying to make it a regular hotel yeah, yeah, I know. yeah it really is yeah if they embraced it <laughs> Like, just fully embrace how terrifying you are. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Black Dahlia one yes. is one that I did not know I went to the house when I went to the house. Oh, really? <laughs> I only went there recently, and I've been looking for it for a long time. I couldn't find it. Really? Yeah. Well, because what happened was I did a show for Unpops, okay. and Chet Wilde actually like lives across the street from, like, not directly across, but like across, and then a few houses down from the Black Dahlia house. Mm. 
And like, I just saw some people taking photos in front of it. Yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah. Is it for sale? And it's just really cheap. Why are they lying on the ground? <laughs> because that's the other thing that trips me out that we're going to get into yeah. in a second. But somebody was like, oh, that's a Black Dahlia house. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. What do you think about... Like, do you think that toes the line of disrespectful to like lie where the victim was? And uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it does. It I depends think it, what sort of hat you're wearing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you get naked, it's fine because she was naked. Um, I think it is just because I I would want to pose as the victim or the killer, but that's just me, and I just feel like that's bad yeah, form. But it's just me though. I don't know. Even like, would you take a picture? I mean, we took pictures in front of these places yeah, today, but today. but if you were like on vacation somewhere and like that's where this murder had, like, would you go and take a picture in front of it? I mean, I, I would take pictures in front of it or even just pictures of it for the memory of. Yeah. I don't think I'd want to like lay like her because yeah, it's just yeah. kind of like, <laughs> yeah. they cut her fit. But I still, because there's, I feel like there's a fine line between I want this memory yeah. and, uh, like picking the nose of a of a sarcophagus. Yeah. Like. <laughs> a beautiful phrase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I absolutely agree. I kind of just want to go and just, f- I don't know what I think I feel when I go to these places, but I definitely feel something. Uh, but I don't want to like go and disrespect anything. I don't want to go and like yeah. lounge around some room somebody got killed and that's not like my jam. But like, I've said that twice already. I really hate saying that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, for sure. I, I want to just go and, yeah, just being there in that spot and knowing, because I look at that picture, you know, I, I was kind of obsessed for a while about that. Just looking and just seeing the mountainside in the background and everything mm-hmm. and knowing that there are lots there. I just wanted to be there for that. But yeah, I wouldn't want to, if somebody was lying on the ground, I would be really yeah, upset about that. Yeah, it's poor taste. Yeah, it's poor taste, yeah. Uh, this is a question I legit don't know the answer to. Do you know why she was called the Black Dahlia? Yeah, there was a movie out at the time called The Blue Dahlia. And she was, when they're looking into Elizabeth Short, she would always wear a flower in her hair. So they mm. just kind of coined it, like a newspaper term, just like, oh, the Black Dahlia murders to give it some oh, sensation. Oh, you mean back when uh, newspapers were everything in your head you had in that like transcontinental mm-hmm. voice of just kind of like. Mm-hmm. Dashing Dane, dash at the altar. Where it was always like a pun for someone's tragedy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my god, now I'm trying to think of it. Uh 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 nope, dead. Black Dahlia bleeds blue. Nailed it. If yeah. she was a cop, I don't know. <laughs> What's she smiling about? <laughs> Two pieces, both for... I don't know. You lost it halfway through that. <laughs> you lost me at two pieces. Uh, what do you think was everybody's captivation with her? Like, why Why were we that so obsessed with her? such a brutal, weird crime. And it was almost immediately lost any hope of finding the killer. I feel like there was mm-hmm. so much... The, the Right from the word go, like, there was too much media there. There was made such a sensation of it. Mm-hmm. And the scope of the what had happened to her just blew everyone's <laughs> mind. So it just, like... What it, year was it? 1946, I want Because say. it felt like she... Because it felt personal. Yeah, yeah. She was tortured for, like, three days, cut in half, like... Somebody, this was not. This was not an act of passion. This was not something that happened by accident. This was like a deliberate act against this person. Mm. You know, a big uh, a Glasgow smile cut into her face, cut in half, dried of all the blood. No blood at the scene of the crime. Uh, nobody saw anything happen. Just a vacant lot down. Yeah, and the house didn't even hold significance. No. Yeah. Oh, that's not true. Though. Really? Well, there's a theory from a guy named Larry Harnish who I saw on the uh, James Alroy documentary mm-hmm. saying that. She was left in that specific spot because possibly the person who killed her used to live around there and his son died on that street in this, around the same time of the year that mm-hmm. she was killed and that 
possibly she was going around asking for money or a room to stay in. So she'd make up all these stories. And one of the stories was about how uh, she had a son that died. And mm. this might have affected the guy that much who was going a little crazy at the time. So it, like, there's a weird theory out there that maybe that spot has significance and nobody mm. can really nail why, down why. But that's, not, that's one of my favorite theories. Because the other one, there's that guy who's Steve Hodow says that his, his dad was a cop but also killed women. It's kind of weird. It's kind of far-fetched. Does everyone know that or just me? No. This is Go on. That is apparently he lived in the Ennis house, which is above. What? <laughs> One more time. <laughs> a, a gentle bullet. In the- <laughs> a subtle bullet. I just remember that was there. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, apparently this guy named Steve O'Dell keeps writing these books, telling, trying to convince everybody that his dad was uh, the Bach Dahlia killer, uh, who was a cop. He also was a doctor for some time. Uh, My dad could brutally murder (laughs) (laughs) And he's a doctor. And he's a doctor, so uh. He lived in in his house for some time, which apparently was one of the last places. Again, no uh, concrete facts on that. Uh, But they said that he did a lot of uh, crimes like that in whatever whatever state he was from before. And there's so so there's other crimes like Black Dolly, but LA has we have the Black Dolly here, and so they're saying that there's a string of murders throughout the U.S. that this guy Mm. Steve O'Dowd has committed. Apparently, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't the, like that. I wonder if the Black Dahlia just had like good publicity because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because like they came up with the, her yeah. title in the newspaper. They, they. It seems like they almost wanted it to be the story of the century. Well, there was there was a couple similar ones to that because there's another podcast called Hollywood and Crime. Sorry, I had mm-hmm. to think about it. I'm not like pooping. Um, and that that's no great that, Yeah, I'm, I pooped <laughs> in, the, in the chair. Um, <laughs> it's supposing that there was a string of similar murders, Black Dahlia being like the apex of it. But there was like another one called Lipstick Killer, and another girl called the White Gardenia, who was like bludgeoned to death on a golf course. I forget, I think Century City or around that area. So they're saying like there's more than just that one, but that, there's no like that was the one that took off because yeah. we've always kind of, especially in Los Angeles, like when newspaper was in its heyday, mm-hmm. they it had still an entire, is, guys. It still is. <laughs> where they just had like a team of 60 guys. Yeah, where it's like, yeah. I need a headline and yeah. I need this to be juicy. Yeah. And we're all the editor from Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> J Jonah Jameson's here. <laughs> Get uh, me photos of the body. <laughs> Someone call Spider-Man. I think a big draw for a lot of these places that people want to go to is like the sheer amount of exclusivity in it. Because Los Angeles feels like an exclusive city where it's like, mm-hmm. I want to get into the secret bar. Yeah. Or yeah. I want to get invited to this thing that's invite only. Mm-hmm. Or uh, I want to get a reservation for this thing that's booked ahead. And there's yeah. nothing more exclusive than a crime scene yeah. where it doesn't matter how rich or famous you are. It's like, no, you can't come in yeah. here. <laughs> and everybody's like, but I want to. But I have you money. You said no. <laughs> That's why idiots like me are trying to crawl through windows just because it's like, oh, you said no. Well, that's what, who's the guy who bought the uh, the Manson, the Sharon Tate house? Oh, uh, who is it? Trent Reznor bought it. Yeah. He had it for a little bit. Yeah. That's and like then, the ultimate of that. Like, yeah. I want to live there. Oh, yeah. And then, like, this, I think this is like the third time I'm actually telling this story on the show. <laughs> uh, Sharon Tate's sister, Patricia, basically was just kind of like, are you legit marketing off my death? You big, big dumbass. <laughs> and then he's like, I felt bad. I went home and cried. And he was like, you know what? Fuck Charles Manson. And I'm like, you're not. That's not a new concept, Trent. <laughs> what, did you like him I before? I think he's a good guy. And like, I used to defend him for this all the time because he was like, I feel remorse. And that was a bad thing. And I was just kind of like, all right, well, like Trent realized he was being a dumbass. Yeah. And then I found out a new detail, which was he was like, all right, I'll sell the house and I'll move out. But he took the door uh, and installed it in his studio. Uh, and I'm just kind of like, you learned yeah, nothing. <laughs> Did they call it like Little Piggy Studios or oh, something no. like that? Yes. Okay. See, that's in poor taste. He probably- See, something like that. <laughs> 
That's bad. That's bad. That's bad, bad form. form. Bad Trent. form. Sir, bad form. Trent, you learn nothing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think we just kind of all want to be like, let me in. Yeah. Yeah. It, what's your dream? I want to break into your place in Los Angeles. Like, if oh, would man. if only I can get Good access question. here. Does it have to be a murder or could it be? It could be anything. That's just anything. Ooh. Like, your dream, let me in here. Oh, my God. I was not expecting this. I didn't Surprise! research for this. That's a really good question. Because yeah. I have a few places like that uh, whenever I drive by. like, And they're never even famous pa- places. Like, uh, the Culver City ice skating rink, just because it looks <laughs> so very spooky. Yeah. Or uh, a lot of, like, the more famous dilapidated restaurants that might be under, and I just kind of, like, yeah. want to see what the glitz used to look like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of places in LA where I look at them like, oh, I want to break in. Oh God, I, I feel I don't because there's a lot of places like I almost want to go into like the El Cap, not the El Capitan, the uh, the Pantages or something. But like when yeah. no one else is around, yeah. <laughs> but you can go there. You can buy a ticket and go there. I can't think of a place that like you're not welcome here. Well, I'm welcome everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> While you guys think about that, I have because this was one of my favorite dumb LA stories. Yeah. And it's a newer one, but oh my god, I wish I could trespass here. Every time I drive by it, all I want to do is break in. Are you guys familiar with the Target Husk? No, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to remember exactly what street it's, it's on, but it's like if you're going towards Wilton, you see a giant Target on the corner constantly under construction. Uh, it's not oh. It's not under construction. What happened was a few years back, a Target was trying to build there, and they were yeah, trying to do this massive that. L.A. super Target. <laughs> But the city was just kind of like, wow, you're in violation of so many things. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, we'll fix it. But they never did. And they just kept building, very knowingly violating a lot of city ordinances, a lot of parking ordinances. Yeah. And they were like starting to get finished. And then they did an inspection. And the city was just like, absolutely not. You're not proceeding. You cannot <laughs> oh continue God. to build. You have to tear this down. Because they, they built so far that they can't just undo it. Oh. And then nobody wants to buy it because it's so big. Nobody has any reason for it. And you're just buying something that you'd have to essentially deconstruct or tear down. Or change your logo to a Target. (laughs) Change your logo to a Target, deconstruct, tear down, or even like sell it off as a mall. But the thing is, it's so big for such a small area with no parking. You can't really do anything with it. So for the last two years... There's just been nothing happening to the site other than people guarding it because it can't go in any direction. They can't build and they can't sell it. So it's referred to as the target husk, (laughs) which is what happens when a white man thinks he's gone. (laughs) (laughs) That's how husks are born. (laughs) (laughs) And all I want to do is break into that target husk because it has like the structure of it, but it's still just bare floors and it looks really cool because they clearly had a concept in mind and I want to roam it so bad <laughs> we uh, i never wanted to do this but there's a mall in little tokyo on like third and alameda that We're is lucky a, no there's um x lanes there yeah 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 i think that yeah you're right Daiso's downstairs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, that's yeah. the mall uh and it has a weird fish market downstairs too but a couple years ago me and my friend were wandering around and there was just like a construction door open so we walked inside and there's just a big like almost like half the floor was just vacant and all these like little rooms so we just started wandering around for some reason just because like they just because me and ed just started walking around it's like what's in this little pocket right here uh yeah um i don't know uh, that story went nowhere i just did something once <laughs> and uh, then we had a body me? you proud of me um yeah i kind of want to break into uh Jim Henson Studios. <laughs> They'll actually let you in now. Really? So no, I actually I can't found break this into anything out. Anymore. I was taking um, 
aerial and contortion classes before I hurt my knee. Mm-hmm. And the dancer that was teaching me actually found out that if you email the studios, they'll put you on a list where they do a puppet show that is free to I've the public. I've heard about that. But if you get... Like the, the it's random selection yeah. and they'll try and give everybody a chance. Yeah. They'll send you advance notice to get on the list and they'll do a puppet show and they'll even like do some like cool behind the scenes stuff. And you can even see like all of the old puppets in the back of the studio. Wow. And I had a friend went and she was just gushing oh, over how yeah. cool it was. Yeah. Is it like, I heard it's like an adult puppet show. It's an adult. It's a little bit of an adult puppet show. But is it with the Muppets? No, it's, um, some it's concept character is <laughs> they're the moopers <laughs> they're not quite as funny <laughs> they're not funny and they're terrifyingly sexual they've got very grotesquely anatomically correct they're, bodies they're, not they're, unlike meet the people <laughs> <laughs> their trick is they just like to dig through your pockets while you're wearing your pants <laughs> well it's it's adult in that it's like kind of silly and they have some adults that might not some jokes that might not be for kids and they're like this is the wiener show but they're oh, like boy. tiny hot dogs Great. Uh, like legit like little tiny yeah. hot dogs but like they'll uh, they'll like sign stuff for you and what motion is Greggy making? Uh, I'm shaking my head because I'm getting lightheaded because I have these headphones on. Oh, is it because they're sweaty and constricting and yeah. you have a tiny mm-hmm. head? Yeah, that's it. I can, yeah, feel, the like, hi- I can feel like Kevin wore these. <laughs> What's that about the tiny head? What? Kevin Quint. So Greg was wearing Kevin's headphones from before. Yeah. And Daniel's wearing Quincy's headphones. What have I said? (laughs) (laughs) You can hear you. (laughs) (laughs) And you can hear everything that you're saying. Uh, No, but you can actually, like, if you email in, go see. I want to do that. Yeah, I want to do that too. Yeah. Have you guys ever been to the Bob Aker Marionette Theater? Yes. I did. I saw a really good burlesque show. Can I break in there? (laughs) See, I want to break in there to look at all the marionettes after dark. (laughs) When they're sleeping. Because for those of you that don't know what it looks like, if you Google the Bob Aker Marionette Theater, it looks like a building that refused to move with time. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. And they eventually made it a Los Angeles landmark, so it won't move with time. And uh, it's this beautifully lit, adorable marionette theater. And on the outside, there's AstroTurf and Pink Flamingos. And I recently drove by, and they had a stilt walker and just two little girls zipping around on motorcycles. Cool. And around it, there's these huge older buildings, and it's under an off ramp. Yeah, it's, it looks like what I think Chicago looks like right there. <laughs> it looks like a little old lady who refused to move as the city grew around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and it's brightly lit, and something about it somehow makes it creepy because it at night. Yeah, because it's well lit and it's pink and it's really bright, and it looks like something from a Stephen King novel to like entice children. Yeah, it's something wicked that way came. Or yeah. it's just kind of like, look, a beautiful circus popped yeah. up under the freeway. Come uh-huh. inside, yeah. children. Yeah. And we're open so late at night. <laughs> I gotta go in there. <laughs> I really wanted to go there. Yeah, it's good. It's fun. You like it? That's you. I do. I love. I'm not afraid of marionettes. Hey, that's good to have on record, right? <laughs> Let the public know. <laughs> Let the public know. Daniel Zaffron hyphen Saffron. <laughs> Daniel Zaffron with a hint of saffron is not afraid of puppets. What do you think are some of the seedier or darker stories about Los Angeles history that n- nobody really knows about or thinks about? I think the Griffith. Yeah, Griffith. Griffith. Griffith yeah, Griffith. J. Griffith. Uh, who he, enlighten me? He. Uh, he, I think he started going crazy from drinking. Like he, he, he had, I don't know if there was something, you know, like if he needed help in some way or if he was just drinking so much that he started losing his mind. But he got in, into his head that his wife and the Pope were conspiracy, cons, conspiring to kill mm-hmm. 
So he brought his wife. What hotel was it? I don't remember. He brought his wife to a hotel, made her get on her knees and tell and told her to say her prayers. And she's like, don't do this. <laughs> and he shot her through the eye. Yeah. But I think she, so, she turned and it hit yeah, this like, is Griffith Park. Griffith, Griffith Park. Whoa. Griffith. Griffith Observatory. The place Griffith. where everybody walks their dogs yeah. and looks at the stars. That's the one. Which is haunt. That, that whole place. Has, Apparently is haunted. It's very haunted. Tell me everything. <laughs> to, for those for people that are listening because a lot of them aren't from yeah. LA like describe Griffith Park and the Griffith Observatory and the significance of this probably the, the most grand it's one of the biggest parks most, yeah. one of the biggest city parks it's yeah. in yeah. the country yeah, yeah. it's I our central it's park than Central Park even it, I don't know. It, it, it's like right smack dab in the middle so it connects like Hollywood the Hollywood Hills Burbank Glendale mm-hmm. uh, and, and yeah so it connects all these areas together it's just massive they it, recreated in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas <laughs> that's <laughs> right it's best known for that uh, well because the, the Griffith Observatory in San Andreas Andreas is legit the Griffith yeah, Observatory. Really? Oh, like, you can walk through it. Can't you go to it's, your house in that game? Or you you can, like, I've, never, can. I've never played it before, so I don't know. The, there's a Randy's Donuts <laughs> there, but what I decided, I, I wanted to, like, drive to the Griffith, yeah. and it's exactly the Griffith <laughs> traffic, Observatory. Traffic for traffic. <laughs> it takes 40 minutes. Just like and the Griffith is our... Yes. You got it. Come on. I got Adderall tongue. Makes your tongue fat, but it makes your focus good. The Griffith Observatory is a very popular destination for tourists because it's free. And some of the best views in the city. Some of the best views in the city. You can see the Hollywood sign. You can see a Tesla coil. It is a beautiful building as well. Yeah, it's great. It's a gorgeous building. It's the hood ornament of the city. Yeah, and a rebel without a cause. That's right. Why is it super haunted? Uh, well, the, the there's a curse of Griffith. Yeah, because the that area was owned by oh I don't I can't remember the name, Don like the Petronias or something like that. But it was mm. supposed to be promised to this guy's daughter, yeah. but at the last minute, someone conned her out of it. So she like put a curse on them, and like none of the like there was there's still like wildfires all the time. Like mm-hmm. all of the what livestock they had kept dying. Everybody in Rebel Without a Cause died in a weird way, or yeah. the stars of it. That's supposedly part of the curse. Really? And then, and then with. Griffith Jay Griffith got this, and then he went crazy. He yeah. got he uh he got shot he got shot once by someone who worked in the park like for him yeah and then like the he first went drive crazy. by yeah, yeah. Something crazy like they that. like shot buckshot into <laughs> his horse and carriage or whatever oh my god yeah. and then uh there was some like city council meeting uh-huh. i remember when we talked about it that they all gathered and they were talking about what to do with griffith park and then like all the doors shut and like there were like gongs going off yeah. and it, it was it was very weird and yeah. then, yeah, there's reports of this weird monster. And I've never heard about there. this, and I've lived here forever, and everybody wants to tell me everything yeah. about the city. <laughs> never knew that Griffith yeah. Park is hella haunted. Yeah. And it's frightening. <laughs> oh, and the old zoo. The old zoo. Oh, I love the I know story somebody, of the old zoo. Yeah, somebody I work with went there once, and she, like, started feeling weird, and she, like, had to sit down and started crying at the Jesus. old zoo. And she told me this, and I was like, well, you know, people have seen, like, monkeys hanging themselves. The ghosts themselves. of animals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Monkeys hanging themselves off of trees in the old zoo. Well, like, do you know, you guys know why the old zoo failed, right? Like, what I don't really happened? know. Nah. So this is my favorite. Uh, I feel like we're hanging around in this campfire story. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite story to tell because it's just the best example of just, like, how early Los Angeles... Uh, Valued the dollar of the chubby white golfer. (laughs) (laughs) So we had this zoo and it wasn't doing well for a while. And the city proposed, let's put this amount of money into it. We can fix up the zoo. We can do better with the life of the animals. Uh, But instead... 
they built the golf course next door. <laughs> oh, boy. At, the, at last boy, minute, they're we just like, them our fuck the zoo. We'll just build yeah. a golf course. Now, it came to the question of rehoming the animals and all of that good stuff. Um, and everybody's answer was do nothing. Uh, <laughs> so the course. reason people describe the area as haunted is because they just left the animals there uh, to do what they will for... The lost kingdom. Until <laughs> they're just kind of like, well, I guess they'll like eat each other and die eventually. Oh my um, god! Just well, here's one knife. Who's the, let's see who survives battle royale. It was like we played saw with the box <laughs> of animal crackers. <laughs> Tiger just, always wins. <laughs> Tiger always wins, but does he? Awesome <laughs> comes back. They have hands. <laughs> Like in all of this, there's just a possum king, where it's like the one with the thumb rules. Yeah. <laughs> in the land of the thumbless. <laughs> I, ju- <laughs> uh, I just remembered another thing in Griffith Park. There was some fire. I forget when, but it was a huge fire, and they brought in like what was it? Like I think there were people working there, and a fire bro- uh-huh. broke out, and it was like in a canyon almost of the park, and they were like climbing out trying to get away from the flames, and almost all of them died trying yeah. to escape. So on one side there's a fire, and on the other side there's literally everything, and then the other side <laughs> there's a zoo. Yeah. So it's just a mountain of terror. Yeah, it's a scary. And place. everybody goes hiking yep. there. <laughs> and there's a mountain lion living there. My worst fear, legitimately, yeah. my like everybody always talks about their worst fears. They're just kind of like, I might get bu- mugged or. Uh, <laughs> Like I'm the most afraid of like failing. Mountain lions are my number one. It's not how I think I'm going to die. I've said this like nine times on this podcast. I think I'm going to be taken by the ocean. Uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I could see that. I think (laughs) Neptune is real and he wants me. (laughs) But my legitimate worst fear are mountain lions because growing up we would go to Big Bear for fun and my cousins kept reading me a newspaper story about like a little girl that was taken by mountain lions. And they're like, you're next. And I heard a door (laughs) slamming downstairs and I just assumed it was a mountain lion. (laughs) Knocking to eat me. (laughs) So to this day, anytime I hear like of one, I'm like, no, yeah. I'm chill. I remember going to the Big Bear Zoo and I was walking around and there was like a big uh, bear. Yeah, there's a big bear. Uh, there's a big exhibit or habitat right in front of me and it was supposed to be some kind of big jungle cat. I forget what it was. And I couldn't really see it. And I bent down to pen, uh, tie my shoe and I looked up and I caught its eyes behind <laughs> the bushes. I'm like, oh, I'm that easy to get. Like it's, well, it can just sneak up on me like nothing. Do you Here feel like you, you're, if you were prey, it'd be quick? Yeah, yeah, I think it would be. I hope that they would just go straight from my yeah, neck. Yeah, they might just like a play neck. with you for a while. <laughs> like I'm a ball just bouncing <laughs> up. Like, yeah, that's exactly what they want to do. You probably made eye contact with the mountain lion because the only other jungle cat at the Big Bear Zoo doesn't have eyes. What? Huh? What? I what? have memorized the names and histories of oh. every animal at the Big Bear Zoo. All six of them. <laughs> <laughs> I love that zoo yeah, because me too. they focus on rehabilitation and they're the only other zoo minus one in the country to house a family of bears because that's uncommon. Oh, yeah. And to willingly house three strike bears, which are bears that uh, keep going to the same zone. Which one no- has the most comfortable bed? <laughs> I mean, clearly it's, uh, what's the name of the adult? Nugget? No, it's not Nugget. Nugget. <laughs> It's something really cute for like the biggest creature I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. That's nice. But the, there's uh, four jungle cats, well, like big cats yeah. in the Big Bear Zoo. And it's two mountain lions that were sisters that were tried to raise in captivity, but they eventually got hand fed. And then two snow leopards that were born without eyes. Okay. Well, that is like, the saddest no, thing ever. Like, They're so happy and chill, though. Aww. Do they have, what is it? Just they just like have their smooth? eyes closed all the time. Oh. They're just closed all the time. I, I don't think they've ever opened them. 
have they tried opening them? <laughs> oh! You're the guy at the fence line where it's just like... Open your eyes. Hey! Leopard. Leopard. Open. 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 And you just change their lives. Yeah. I'm that guy. I'm the, and you uh, become their master. Yep. <laughs> the Big Bear Zoo is, in my head, the redemption of what the Los Angeles Zoo could have been before uh, we just left it for ghosts. Yeah. Which ghosts? Uh, just ghost animals. Although the bison pen at the Los Angeles Zoo, which you can roam through, mm-hmm. it's not trespass. You've never been to the zoo? I've been to the zoo, okay. but I haven't been in the bison pen. The bison pen, it's the one where it looks like a stone like hole kind of oh i know the one you know yeah. what i mean yeah i know because the thing is the wait is this the old zoo we're talking this is the old about? zoo oh, no, I haven't oh okay because you could it's not trespassing to go to the old zoo <laughs> if you're a bison uh if, if you're a bison or a ghost monkey but also a person <laughs> uh it's not trespassing yeah they won't give you a ticket and there's a so upstairs they have all of like the hoofed animal pens yeah. i got trapped in one of those jesus <laughs> Because you can enter in through the top, but I couldn't get back out because I'm short. Uh, so I actually had to have a bystander uh, help. Give bison, me a boost. Because <laughs> as soon as I like hit the ground, I just realized like, oh, teenagers fuck here all the time. Uh, uh, just condoms and uh, like the ends of blunts everywhere. Those could have been the bison. <laughs> <laughs> just dirty condoms everywhere. And I was just like, get me out. <laughs> and then as you go down, there are the tiger pens. And those are really fun to break into because yeah. they were made so where the fe- like the trainers can get in and feed them without ever getting to by the tiger. Mm-hmm. But it's like this tiny, narrow column to like kind of drop into this pen, which is really cool. Yeah. But if you drop in, you're in. Uh, <laughs> you're in. You have to call someone to get you out. Oh, you're no. in. So like, I hate help. making me claustrophobic. <laughs> yeah. Be careful. <laughs> so it's like kind of hang down the inside and be like, cool, a lion was here. And then you're in. Back out. And then they have the really like criminally small pens on one side where they had some of the other big cats. And then at the bottom, they have where the bison and the elephants were. The bison pen is where they filmed the bear scene from Anchorman. Okay. Okay. Where they were trapped in the pit and it was like, Baxter, help me. <laughs> That's right, yeah. That's the bison pen. Okay. I uh, threw myself in there and just kept... I, Why? I was high. Why? I was high. Okay. Because it's really easy to get out of the bison pen, okay. actually. Okay. Uh, so it was mostly just me like yelling at people from above, Baxter, help me. <laughs> Which is your dream. Yeah. Oddly enough, didn't feel that spooky. Really? Mm. Okay. Not as spooky as the rest of it, but a lot of people I know were kind of wigged out by the smaller pens. All right. I would be. I don't do that. I don't. I, I, small cars freak me out. I can't do small <laughs> pens. Come on, I look like a strong guy. What do I look like? A brave man? What do I look? Black Dahlia. Blah blah. <laughs> that sound was me trying not to burp as I spoke. Because <laughs> uh, I turn into Rick Sanchez when I take Adderall because I to swallow a lot of air, so you can't stop burping or hiccuping. So you Robert Durst. Like, <laughs> I'm like Robert Durst, but like hyper focused. <laughs> where it's Which just kind fun. of like organizing my books from color and alphabetic. <laughs> <laughs> just burping out evil. Uh, if we are going back to uh, little known crimes in Los Angeles, I think one of the biggest little known crimes is uh, William Hickman abducted a, a banker's daughter named Marion Parker uh, for the sum total of $1,500. I know nothing about William Hickman. William Hickman was known as the Fox because in his ransom note he called himself George Fox was obviously not his name. He walks into Fantastic. yeah Sir Fox yeah uh, he walks second into draft after George Glass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, <laughs> uh, he um 
He walks into Mount Vernon Junior High School. Uh, he says, I need the Parker girl because Perry Parker just got in an accident. Who's a famous banker. Or not famous banker, but he was a well-known banker. And the uh, administration lady was like, well, which, which one of the girls do you want? There's two of them. There's two Parker sisters here. He's like, well, the younger one, but they were twins. And then the lady's kind of like, eh, this guy's kind of shifty. But he was so confident that he pulled it off. So she's like, I'll get one. But they couldn't find the sister, which is how she survived because she was like in between the classroom and the bathroom. Like, oh, just bring Marion out. Oh, she ditched. Yeah, she ditched because she's smart. <laughs> Always ditch. So they, he takes Marion. Never to school kids. Yeah. <laughs> uh, her sister goes home thinking that her sister stayed after school to help with the classroom. Uh, she makes it home. Later that night when they just start wondering where Marion is, they get a uh, Western Union telegram saying, I have your daughter. Wait for further instructions. Don't call the cops. He waits all night. Uh, then in the morning, he calls the cops. And when the cops are there... Uh, they get another note saying, you know, I want $1,500, which even in the day was fair. It wasn't even a lot of money. Uh, and uh, and then a note written by her, which just f- fucks with me. Uh, and then just saying, like, please don't do everything he says. I don't like being here, whatever. So they have... I've got kidnapping money and I'm broke. I can I can pay $1,000 <laughs> for yeah, a child. Yeah, I can write a check and worry about it later. Take right? note of that. <laughs> <laughs> I can easily just convince a bank to be like, give me a thousand dollars. Yeah, I just need it real quick. Yeah. yeah, quick loan. I'll be back in in a minute. <laughs> um, so, anyways, he uh, it's all Koreatown. It's like Manhattan Place and Fifth, Gramercy, mm. Wilton. All this is happening around there, like Koreatown, Han- Hancock Park area. Uh, anyways, after they failed one uh, attempt to get together because the cops had followed him without him knowing Perry Parker, and then a second time uh, they get another note. William Hickman's really angry. And he says, okay, well, meet at uh, Manhattan Place in 5th, on the corner of 5th, and I'll give you your daughter to bring this money to me. No cops. Brings the cops. This is where it gets really awful. Uh, so, car pulls up alongside him. Guy's wearing a bandana, says, give me your money. He has a solid shotgun. I want to see my daughter. But she's in the passenger seat with a covered with a blanket, and her eyes are open, but she's not looking anywhere. She's just kind of looking ahead. Mm-hmm. She looks like she's in a daze. So, he's like, I'm going to give me the money. Counts. He's like, I'm going to drop your daughter off up there. Speeds ahead. Pushes Marion out of the car, drives away. William Hickman goes to the spot, probably like fourth in Manhattan Place, and he picks her up, and she's light because her arms and legs have been cut off. Oh, my God. And her eyes have been sho- sewn open, uh, and there's a rag stuffed inside of her abdominal cavity, uh, so none of her my, big organs come out. And uh, he screams, and he wakes everybody up in the neighborhood because her his daughter has been mutilated and dead. The biaw button didn't work. Oh, it's broken. Oh, my God. <laughs> I need it more. I need it more than it. Oh, God, now it's just playing for all the time that I touched it. I was trying to lighten the mood. He screamed for his daughter. And And instead I ruined everything. So that's all Koreatown, which is the scariest How thing. How have that- we never heard about right. that? Oh my. That's a movie case. Yes. That's the ending of Seven. Yes. <laughs> uh, the, okay, and here's where I'm, I'm, all, I'm trying to, with this murder map, point out places where I've been before. Mm. Where he killed her was in uh, Angelino Heights. I used to walk by this brick building every day. And I was like, I love this building. I used to, when I used to write short stories in high schools, that was like the setting for everything. <laughs> and then later, when I get into like vintage LA crimes, I'm like, huh, that brick building looks familiar. <laughs> Same place. <laughs> That's the setting for Greg is the coolest. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, they uh, Greg up. is so strong. Part four. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just all my uh, what are they uh, IBM? What do they call it? <laughs> Body mass? Yeah, it's all my turtle yeah. bell. <laughs> That's where he wrote that great novel. Amanda made a bad choice. I love Greg. I'm sorry. <laughs> Come back, please. Um, uh, reviewers love it. Um, 
And so they start finding her body parts all over Elysian Park, which as a child, again, running all over Elysian Park. I used to get corn there all the time. <laughs> where little girls' pieces have left. <laughs> Everywhere in LA. It's just, there's body you parts. You can literally left. just throw a dime and be like, someone died there. Yeah, someone died right yeah. there where you're looking. And then now we're just kind of like, Whatever. We forget but how that famous. we're so close to all of this. Yeah. yeah, I'm always terrified that I'm going to find out one day that someone was killed in my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> that's a real legitimate fear. Yeah, yeah. that's good. That's scary. If it hasn't happened, <laughs> it's like shitting your pants. It's <laughs> shitting your pants and someone dying in your apartment. If it hasn't happened to you, you just haven't pulled your card yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you've never played Russian roulette before. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play right now. <laughs> Uh, out of out of all of like the glitzy popular tourist mm-hmm. spots, other than Griffith Park, are there any ones that you'd say maybe are a little bit more shameful about their history and that really doesn't want to get it wanted to get out? Uh, the missions maybe. The, oh <laughs> my, well, I mean, the missions. <laughs> yeah, I've been reading about that. Not cool at all. It's the hey, we're here to convert everyone to Christianity. Okay, what are the shackles for? <laughs> Anyone answer that? What are the shackles for? For Why fun. <laughs> They're to help you pray more. <laughs> the uh, S and BDSM is for Spanish. <laughs> Spanish bowling. <laughs> Daniel Society. <laughs> nope, there's not an S nope. at the end of it. It's nope. an M. Yep. Um, Spanish mission. Um, <laughs> Spanish bowling Spanish. dashing men. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I read this weird story. I think it was at San Gabriel mission that they some guy tried, one of the uh, Native Americans tried to run away and they caught him. So they wrapped him in cowhide and left him out in the sun. So the cowhide just swallowed him up and he died. The oh my god! They shrinky dinky guy. Yeah, Wait a minute! The cowhide swallowed him. It shrunk over him. And yeah, because cowhide him. shrinks in heat. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, what are the shackles for? Remind me. Do you ever Google any of these things? (laughs) (laughs) You're in more disbelief, so I feel like you're more vulnerable. I can get in it. Yeah, I'm the most like a Spanish friar. (laughs) (laughs) Do you ever Google any of these things and you're just kind of like, I swear to God, if somebody comes up behind me right now, this is going to be the worst John Ritter uh, explanation. (laughs) I was sitting uh, on the street outside of Robin Hood last night and I was just reading about uh, Richard Ramirez and there were like people walking by and I'm looking at like pictures of Richard Ramirez. Oh yeah, very brightly on yeah. my phone in a dark car. Handsome guy, yeah, great. Yeah. What I love <laughs> is as you're talking about Richard Ramirez, because it's warm in here. Greg lifts up his shirt <laughs> over my stomach into a crop top. So I just look over <laughs> and I see Greg Ramirez. in headphones and a crop top <laughs> with his little tum tum out, just like Richard Ramirez, handsome yeah, guy. I can tell you about that guy. <laughs> Keep as he's talking just making about belly him. slapping sounds. <laughs> This is Greg in 20 years. It's either my wheeze (laughs) laughing or it's my belly shaking. You figure it out. (laughs) Uh, When I originally pitched this episode to you, I wanted to talk about that street where he was captured. Do you know that story? No. Oh, great. That's my one of the best. I don't like reading too much about serial killers. I mean, I do, but like the exploits of killers doesn't really do anything for me. And then detective stories are... I prefer like... The manhunt. I prefer yeah, the grizzled. Me too. I prefer the, the grizzled clues. alcoholic in the trench coat. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I prefer that story where it's the guy with just the red string on the wall. Like I'm yeah. gonna get him. Yeah. He has like two like little. Because we all want to be him. Yeah. Exactly. I want like two clues and just figure out like everything about this guy. <laughs> the same guy who caught Hillside Stranglers or who put the case together that it was two guys because everyone thought it was one guy. The same guy caught. He was the one behind catching Richard Ramirez. What was his least, name? 
uh, Frank Salerno. Mm-hmm. He's f- fantastic. He's one of those guys that like I'm um, one of those revered LAPD uh, detectives. Mm-hmm. So Richard Ramirez is a frequent of the Greyhound bus station on Seventh Street by mm-hmm. Alameda. Uh, he rolls into town while he's out of town in Arizona. He gets positively ID'd by a fingerprint thing, and then people around uh, Greyhound had noticed him. So with everything that came up, they ID'd him as the Night Stalker. I gotta take my headphones off for work. <laughs> Oof. Okay, ready. He comes into town, but the cops are looking for exits out of mm. Greyhound. He comes into town. No one knows that he's out of town. So he's sneaking through backyards all the way through East LA, trying to get away. People are like spotting mm. him, like, I'm out of door, I'm out of door. And he's just trying to get away, trying to steal a car and move to, move to go to Mexico. Comes out of a, he ends up on Hubbard Street, which is on Indiana uh, by like Whittier Boulevard. And he, uh, he comes out of a backyard and there's a Mustang there that has the engine on. And he's like, oh, here we go. So he gets in there. Guy pops out of the house real quick and just starts popping him. They get in a fight. Car crashes. Gets out of the car. And he sees another girl trying to get into her car. Keys and hands. He goes and punches her in the <laughs> face. Not funny, but ow. Uh, her <laughs> husband comes out. They start fighting. He picks up a pipe and he cracks Richard Ramirez in the head. And then he's oh just staggering around. And everybody in the neighborhood starts like coming after him, hitting him and pinning him down until the cops come and pick him up. Angry mob caught the night stalker. That is insane. Hubbard Street. Yep. Love that story. My love favorite. Commu- yeah. lo- it's a it's a good old community. Exactly. Yeah. Community. It's, it's community a great mob arrest. The potluck. The potluck. The uh, <laughs> the block party that must have happened after that it must have been <laughs> great. The potluck so party. So much good potatoes. <laughs> yeah, everybody sure everybody contributed to that. <laughs> I think that's a big part of like why people love those stories around Los Angeles because in our heads we can like picture that film noir crime detective with like the low yeah. hanging fedora yes and yes he smells like cigarettes and there's a dame in his life mm-hmm. but she's mad because he just won't come home early and yeah he's, he's on that case yeah and i think that's why everybody wants to be at that crime scene because they want to feel like that heavy booted gumshoe yeah. yeah they want to know that you can solve a crime with clues and catch the guy. Like that's that to me. That's the fantasy. So you put the clues together, then you figure out what's going. on. It's not on. even some. For some people, it's the fantasy of like the last living place of a celebrity. But for a lot of people, it's I want to be that grizzled. Yeah. I want to be that grizzled detective. I want to yeah. With the sultry music playing in the I background. I want to be the Black Dahlia. <laughs> that's how I want to go. How do you do that? <laughs> yeah. Do I just come to? Where do I apply? Do I come to Hollywood in the forties and sleep on everyone's couch hoping to be an actress? Is <laughs> that how I do it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just one ad. That's all. You Craigslist need. and being a lady. Um, <laughs> so, this is a question I was very excited to ask you guys. And if you need, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm so sorry. No, I didn't do anything. <laughs> Just keep burping into this mic like a goddamn nightmare. So, for somebody coming to Los Angeles and if they wanted to put their own like little gumshoe tour together yeah. and they wanted to hit up bars or maybe some places that would bring that old school LA noir kind of feel yeah. to the table. What are some spots they should they should hit up for that feel? Mm. Well if you want downtown, I think downtown that, has a lot. Yeah, downtown has a lot. There's Tony's Saloon on like Seventh Street that kinda has that old vibe. If you want a really old bar, what's King Eddie Saloon. King Eddie Saloon, what used to be a speakeasy. Coles mm. is a really great old bar. Um there's something by the. There's a bar inside of the Biltmore in the lobby that's like really old. They have a Black Dahlia drink in there, and that's one of those. Of course old, they do. Yeah, <laughs> old rich people drink there. Because um, you always think whenever you think LA Noir bar, you're like, there's red leather. Yeah. Yeah. There's wood paneling. Yeah. Dim lights. Dim lights. It's very quiet and it's very dim. <laughs> yeah. And the carpet smells like history. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they call urine these days. <laughs> Ah, I can smell the time in that urine. Like for me, that's actually the bar of the smokehouse. 
Oh my god, oh, you're right. right. You're absolutely yeah. right. Have yeah. you ever been? To, yeah, I've been to Smokehouse because when you go in, it has like that kind of old valet feel, and everything's mm-hmm. very leather and yeah. dim. Yeah, and it's also the restaurant you see in the background of Blazing Saddles yes. when the <laughs> wall the falls end. down. Yeah, when the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. When the wall crumbles at the ground. <laughs> um, uh, one of your favorite, my favorite too, HMS Bounty's Bar, <gasps> right across the street from the um, former ambassador where our. Do you want to feel like you're in a pub, but also a crime? Uh, yeah, no. uh, yeah, just. <laughs> And a boat. And a boat, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to feel like you're in a boat? Do you want to see Greg in a crop top <laughs> drinking? That's how they know me there. Only place where I met a Crop top Greg. It's hot. I went one time uh, and I was drinking and it was one of the, It's hot. What? It's hot in here. I love that Daniel's impressions of Greg is just the B-52. It's <laughs> hot. Everything he says sounds like a B-52 song to me. And they cut her arms off. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite b52 the song. rock eagle um uh the only place where i like i used to go legitimately sad to drink mm. and uh met a Marilyn monroe impersonator i'm like of course this would be the place where oh my I god how is that not a bukowski page exactly yeah it's this it's it's where sad people go and i love it i'm trying to think of non-bar like this ho- like the the roosevelt hotel like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, that's yeah. like the lobby of those old hotels mm. in Hollywood also feel like that. Standing in front of the Scientology Celebrity Center on Franklin, yeah. you get that vibe Ooh. too. Ooh, Going in the Scientology creepy. Center yeah. on Franklin, everybody. Go in there. Please. please. Go inside. Say yeah. hello. So uh, this is a question I always ask people before I wrap up, and it's basically... With Take a Walk, I want people to be very mindful yeah. where they go uh, and kind of enjoy where they are and let the moment happen as opposed to like let, forcing everything or yeah. just completely missing it. So if somebody was coming to Los Angeles to look up our history of crime or even yeah. just a lot of these old cases mm-hmm. and they kind of wanted that like L.A. gumshoe or that that noir vibe, yeah. how would you suggest they go about it as opposed to taking a bus tour? How should they create this for themselves what not even just where should they go but what do you want them to experience and what mindset should they be in i think that the best thing to do really is you know if if you know a little bit about what you're looking for try to like sum everything up in walking areas like downtown Mm -hmm. is somewhere where you can walk around or hollywood is somewhere like if you go down the hollywood strip and you know what you're looking for i mean the best thing to do is sort of map it out like that Mm -hmm. but uh do you have anything other than just mapping it out, which is easy. <laughs> I, yeah, I was thinking of getting a car because most of these places I feel like yeah. you can't really mm-hmm. get, especially like the murder houses yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, they're like up you, in Los Feliz, which you can't walk yeah. to. There's yeah. no bus going. Yeah. But yeah, really the best thing is to kind of, there's enough. Don't take Star Tours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if there's one thing yeah. we have to say. I, I mean, I've come across enough books, California Babylon and, and, uh, mm-hmm. and books that clearly list like addresses where you want to go and if you like if they don't clump it up in areas it's kind of good to just give a map of an area over because it's so misleading to outsiders i remember outsiders if people out from out of town <laughs> the others yeah the others uh we had a guy who came stay with my friend from texas and he was like yeah i'll just hop on the bus and go to west Covina. i'm like no like you have to get that these areas are so far away so yeah renting a car getting a really like feel for what areas are small and and kind of what are next to each other i think is the best bet i feel like everybody shoots himself in the foot because they're like i want to go to santa monica and i also want to go to this area and i also want to go here yeah. and it's like no you're yeah. gonna spend most of your day yeah. in traffic yeah you have to <laughs> like, if you're coming for a day just stick to one neighborhood yeah one neighborhood and just give it everything you can yeah exactly walking yeah. between like santa monica to venice is like a good day don't try and get all of the landmarks in once yeah just really experience 
one area because yeah. it's it's a cluster. Yeah. yeah. And and now that the metro lines are, are becoming more expansive, I think it's it's kind of opening up some, but still that's a wait too. Yeah. Uh here's a fun quick homework before we go. What are some because you guys are the LA Meekly boys and mm-hmm. I have to ask an LA question. What are some movies you think some people should watch before they visit LA so they really get like that, oh I saw that kind oh, of feel? Oh boy. Uh what were we just talking <laughs> yeah, about? Yeah, we just did an episode on yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, jeez. Boogie Nights. Uh I like to go older movies. My I just watched God, I just watched Double Indemnity and they're just kind of all over the place. And I was I got like I had seen it before. I'm so like, that's right next to the library. Like that's up in, in Glendower. Mm-hmm. That's in up in here. Uh, for like the noir movies are so specifically LA. I I'm a big fan of those, so I will always mark those down. Uh, what's a, the big? I think Blade Runner would be cool if you're going yeah. to see the Brad the Bradbury Building. building. Yeah, Bradbury yeah. Building is amazing. Yeah, um, and other places around. Yeah, like well, they show other theaters and stuff. Before Greg thinks of a suggestion, because I want to give him time to think, because he's suffering from heat stroke. <laughs> uh, everybody's always just gonna like they show everything in La La Land, and I'm like, there's no. first of all, Ryan Gosling has somehow been in every single movie that. Uh, highlights LA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you got La La Land. Drive. And then you got Drive. Yeah. <laughs> nice Guys is a love letter it. to Los Angeles. Yes. Really? Nice Guys is a fan. First of yeah, all, right. Nice Guys is a criminally underrated movie. Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic detective movie that isn't like a 60s noir detective, yeah. but it's like that 70s. S- good, fun. groovy drunk, 70s. groovy, yeah. like wah, chicka, wah, kind yeah. of detective movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's a phenomenal cast. And God damn it, if it is not a love letter to what LA it yeah. was like in the 70s. It is, they get some shots where you know these are recent times, but they somehow frame it to where it's just like, I don't know what time it is. Yeah. Nice guys. If you're coming to LA, watch Nice Guys. <laughs> He's up on uh, Russell Crowe films, I think on Teardrop Park, which is by Dodger Stadium, and he made it look like I'd never seen it before. Yeah. Yeah. And Most, I was like, the comedy store, which I see all the yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, nice Guys is a perfect movie for both like, L.A. city porn uh-huh. and also a great movie <laughs> <laughs> and also regular porn. Uh, <laughs> almost ripped off my bottom lip trying to hold this back kiss kiss bang bang <laughs> oh so it, it every part of the city I feel like is it, they go to MacArthur Park and Hollywood Hills they go to um, now I'm blanking out uh, but they go around the city of London. those two I remember specifically uh, yeah that's a really good one and God, uh, Alley Confidential is another good, another good one where they go all over the city. But they filmed a Helter Skelter movie in the seventies for TV, and that's another one that's just like gross seventies, driving around all parts of LA just trying mm-hmm. to capture the story. It's it's really good. Yeah, that's another good one. Nah, you got any recommendations? Romanian? Have you seen La La Land? <laughs> <laughs> they go they go to the pupusa counter at. Uh, <laughs> Central Grand Central Market, Market in it, and I, also the Smokehouse, I think. Uh, yep, also the Smokehouse because everywhere I yeah, go now, true. they're like, "La La Land is here." They even made a point to zoom in on the like garlic rolls or whatever their cheese. Those rolls. famous cheesy breads yeah. that shouldn't be good, but they are. <laughs> uh, where can the people find the LA Meekly Boys? Uh, on iTunes, LA Meekly. Uh, you can search for us on Facebook, LA Meekly. We're on Instagram, LA underscore Meekly. Twitter, LA Meekly. Yeah. Nice. Facebook, yeah, you know. LAMeekly.tumblr.com. That's the base. Uh, yeah. We have our, if you don't use iTunes or where, wherever oh, podcasts are, yeah. the, the whole archive is there. Easy to find. Yeah. That's well, guys, that's, that's the LA Meekly boys. And this is episode two of the, what is slowly becoming the murder map to just the LA crime arc because <laughs> this city is loaded with, uh, Dark history. We're going to go eat tacos where someone (laughs) probably died. (laughs) Uh, Or they will. (laughs) Until next time, go take a walk sometime. I love you. Bye. Bye.